everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, Dan. Yeah. We've got a big discussion about uh, <laughs> the Mormon church and a little pickle they found themselves Well, it's in. funny because I was about to say they done fucked up. But really, this is not about them fucking up so Mm-mm. much as it, as it is about someone else uh, doing better than they did. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll and, get and, we'll get to all of it. Yeah, leveling one of the best uh, public bitch slaps that has probably ever happened to an organization. They're, it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. They, they they got they got smacked around on this one. So there you go. Well, that's coming up later on the show. Yeah. Uh, but first, we got to do a thing. We do have to do, do some, a thing. Some, Damn. some stuff. Yeah. Your uh your face is looking so so clean. So, uh, yeah, I Damn. you know, here's the thing. I am I'm a hair suit fellow as are you. Even indeed. We're hairy people. Wee oui, wee. Oui. But some but some of that hair is unwanted. Mhm. Uh and especially on the facial region. We got to take care of it. Yeah. So, uh, easy enough though. Most men do. All men should be shaving something. Probably. I'm not going to tell you. everyone. There I'm, are those, Dan. Okay, but most men but, need but, to shave something. If you got an, even if you have a beard like you and I do, hmm. you got to get rid of that neck hair. Mm-hmm. No neck beards are and, allowed. And if you can't grow a beard, there's probably still some hair growing. Yeah. Oh, if you can't grow a beard, Ugh. you definitely have to shave. Yeah. And here's what you do. You go to harrys.com. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, but you don't stop there. You keep typing. Harrys.com slash TGIA. Okay. That way, we get credit, and you get something for free. Yeah. So uh, you get, what do you get? You get, the, you get the handle, the ergonomic handle, best handle we've had mm-hmm. uh, on a razor. Right. I don't know why handle technology has not kept pace with the modern world. Yeah, you know, I think everybody just thinks... That it's just about the blade. It's not, Dan. Yeah. The blade is, is critical, which is why these folks put five of them yeah. on, on theirs. Harry's, um, you, you got your five blades. You need that. You got your handle. And then you got, uh, you got uh, the Shape travel, travel oh. thing, which oh, yeah. you and I both used recently as, uh-huh. you know, as we traveled. Uh-huh. And then you got the gorgeous shave gel. Yeah. With the great smell and the effective, nice, the nice, easy glide. Oh, yeah. It's- Absolutely fantastic. Look, okay, look, they got their own manufacture, their own factory in Germany where, yeah. they, where they precision craft these blades. You're going to like it, but it doesn't matter if, if be skeptical about it. That's fine. You're allowed to be skeptical. Try it. You go to harrys.com slash TGIA. You, you sign up, you get all of the free stuff. You just pay mm-hmm. for the shipping. Mm-hmm. And if it, do- and if it sucks, just you get it all. You you don't have to pay anything. You just right. you just, just trying it out. You're just trying it, and then uh, that's it, what a good skeptic does. Right. You don't just sit and doubt. Right. Right. Yes. Exactly. Skepticism <laughs> is not about inaction. Yeah. Exactly. Our armchair, like naysaying. <laughs> Anyone can do that. Yeah. You're. Yeah. Go ahead and be a naysayer if you want to. But if you want to be a good skeptic, <laughs> yeah, uh, and also support us and support uh, and and try out. Probably the best razor you're going to use mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. Just go to harrys.com slash TGIA. It's pretty easy. 
and that's yeah, and 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 that's great. And that's the gist of it. That's the gist of it. All right, cool. Uh Dan. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> None of these are. Wait, I forgot to bring the funny. Uh oh. Oh boy. Oh well. <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll find the fun. I'm just going to make fun of whatever you say. <laughs> oh, God. Anything you say, I'm making fun of it. Um, actually, I'm going to start with this one. Um, okay. Because it has to do with Alex Jones. Oh, A. Jones. Yeah. A. Joe. Uh, I don't even want to give him a cute nickname. Okay. He's just that Alex Jones of InfoWars and uh, certified liar. Yeah. And uh, uh, what else? Uh, conspiracy theorist. Well, one of his conspiracy theories has to do with the whole Sandy Hook thing, right? Mm. And uh, the this, Sandy Hook thing. That's not exactly the Sandy Hook massacre. Right. The, of 26 people, 20 little kids and six yeah. teachers. Elementary school kids, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. And he has <clears throat> accused the, the people uh, in that community of being actors and staging the entire event. Right. And um, this has actually caused uh, a number of his listeners to go on the attack. They uh, they call these people. They harass them. Right. Uh, Anything they, he says, he says, basically incites his crazy listeners. He's yeah. got his listenership is largely insane people. Right. Well, uh, the the families, six families, I guess I should say, of uh, victims who were killed in in, in the in that mass shooting uh, and an FBI agent who responded uh, to the scene have filed a defamation lawsuit. Good. It's official. It just happened. Uh, Good. And uh, they are seeking damages, um, unspecified amount um, at this point. Uh, we don't know, but here's the kind of stuff that Jones uh, said about the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, so this, this goes back to 2015. He says, yeah, so Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, uh, with actors, in my view, manufactured. Uh, he points out, or, or tries to point out, sort of how in the footage, uh, the news footage, how they, you kept seeing sort of the same kids, right. according to him. Um, and he, so he part of his narrative around the whole thing is that the kids were just being cycled through and brought out right. the school again and then brought out the school again and brought out the school again. My guess is the news was just uh, re- showing the same footage. clips over and over again. Or they're just claiming that. You know, the, here's the thing. They make these claims that are unsubstantiated. Yeah. They don't actually show the footage and then people just believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I mean, this well, has been happening... Too. For all of the the Florida shooting, mm-hmm. it, they did the same thing. They claimed that all of these, you know, the David Hogg and and uh, and what's her name, Gonzalez, Emma. Anyway, they all of these kids that started speaking out. All they, these nutballs kept saying these are these are paid actors. Look here, they were in Oregon, and here they and they just show pictures of them with a Chiron underneath that says Oregon shooting or Oregon something, and it, you know it's like. They've just made these things up, and everybody just believes it. Their people believe it. I know, but, like, it's, like, what, this this level of conspiracy theory, right, 
I mean, all conspiracy theories are, you know, or not, I, I, I shouldn't, the ones that I'm familiar with require a level of organization mm. and a level of, uh, con- well, conspiracy, complicity from so many players. Right. Right. And it just boggles the mind that anybody thinks that 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 you that there are forces that could keep all these people on narrative right right no whistleblowers and, yeah from within, never never no, or yeah exactly like when has a uh, because what you need is a sandy hook parent to be the one that comes forward and say oh uh, yeah actually they approached me about doing this or yeah and, you know when has that ever happened no it doesn't happen because I mean, it's not that's not it that's not what's happening right yeah it's it and it's it's because we in this country have there's a group of people in this country who have been training their listeners their viewers to believe that mainstream media is lying to them yeah and as soon as you start to call and our president is doing the same thing and as soon as you start to call uh, valid news sources into question as not just being like sometimes a little unreliable or, you know, not fully reporting, but like literally just lying mm-hmm. and inventing news stories, then, then it's chaos. It's yeah. just, and it is, and it is, but so fortunately everyone agrees that thank God I'm atheist is the most reliable <laughs> source of news, but this, this lawsuit, uh-huh. okay, because if 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 they can get a finding, uh, a finding, uh, a, a judgment against Alex Jones, and Alex Jones is forced to cough up some serious money. Uh-huh. Now, granted, it does it, it'll be twisted and turned and used to play into Jones's narratives, I'm sure, and people that surround Jones will twist it and whatnot. But hopefully, it gets people who profit off of conspiracy theories. Yeah. I don't know how much Jones actually believes this stuff. Yeah. Well, right. I, I have no idea. I don't know. I can't if imagine a, he believes anything at this point. Right. But like he propagates it. Sure. And so maybe others of his ilk will think twice about this kind of bullshit. Is this, this yeah. is horrifying. Yeah. I mean, like I these just... are traumatized, victimized people yeah literally they've lost their children yes and then they have to go through further trauma because some asshole in another state is convinced that they're lying yeah and that that means that somehow they're gonna lose their guns or something yeah it's gross it's disgusting there you go uh hey i'm gonna take us to uh pope francis i got a bunch of pope shit uh this week okay um so uh, a, a man who was a victim of, uh, of sexual abuse by a priest, um, a man named Juan Carlos Cruz, um, uh-huh. a Chilean, met with the Pope. Okay. Um, the Pope has been dealing with a lot of Chilean-related stuff mm-hmm. lately because, as we've reported, uh, there was a big crisis in Chile mm-hmm. uh, of priest abuse and then cover up and then something which is unheard of in the catholic church (laughs) no one has ever seen a thing like that before right and and of course uh the pope done fucked it up 
when yeah. he was first dealing with it and was and was victim blaming and stuff. And then he sort of apologized and said, you know, I was wrong, mea culpa, mm-hmm. which is a thing that he should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was so he's meeting with this victim. Well, this victim, uh, you know, they talked for a while and the and uh, Mr. Cruz told him that he was gay and uh, and asked uh, basically asked him about what uh, what the Pope thought of his of his gayness mm. at, to which the Pope apparently responded, according to Mr. Cruz. He said that his sexuality basically is fine. He said uh, he, he quoted the Pope as saying, you know, Juan Carlos, uh, that does not matter. God made you like this. God loves you like this. The Pope loves you like this, and you should love yourself and not worry about what people say. Okay. Well, if he actually did say that... Which I think it's safe to assume he did. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Say it publicly, Popey. This Pope is amazing at saying the thing that we all want the Pope to say. Yeah. And then... The Vatican, whoever that is, <laughs> saying, oh, that's not what the Pope meant. Right. Or walking it back in some way. Right. Uh, it never turns into action. It right. never turns into policy. It never changes anything. But I do have to wonder. I think this Pope is actually laying groundwork. <sighs> I, I Seems. Think, I think Seems this like Pope, he's up to something. Well, just saying it is enough to make... Other people go, huh? Well, I guess it's also like he's not afraid to say it, right? And he also, uh, whereas in the past, I mean, I don't think, I don't know, Ratzinger seemed a little uh, uh, hateful. Ratzinger, Ratzinger would have just told him that he's a sinner, and ah, (laughs) you're going to hell. Um. Yeah, but but not Francis. No, it's very strange. It's so funny. He, I mean, he's like he's the Pope we all want, except that he doesn't actually do anything. I actually don't want a Pope. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I've ne- I, I I've never actually been like, I've never had that sentiment. But who will, who will wear those pontifical <laughs> outfits? No. Well, it'll it'll be on a a lottery of some kind. <laughs> well, can, we'll all just get our turn. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'm good with don't that. Don't worry, Dan. I guess we don't need a pope. No, cool, we're done. You need you just need somebody to live in the palace and wear the funny garb. Yeah. And wave. Yeah. That's all. Say nice things. Yeah. That's all that, that's all Francis is kind of turning out to be. Yeah, that's true. Except he, he steps in it from time to time. Yeah, he's so, well back, the problem is track. that he says too nice of a thing. Well, and then and the whole church goes he was kidding. Right. It was a joke. Uh he he was he was on medication. I would like to put a pin in something here. Okay. Right. For, and save it for later. Okay. Which is the Pope apologized. I just want that to be. We'll just let that just hang in the air. Hang in the air. Yes. The Pope think... actually apologized. Yeah. Right. That's a good thing. And, uh, and that's an important thing. Yeah. And it's something that, uh, that other people could, that learn other from. people could learn from. And because, uh, you know, you can leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. We'll get I there. Will. I will. Okay. Uh, all right, Dan. Mm-hmm. I have uh, news of a uh, big media deal that got signed and 
whatnot this week. Ooh. Uh, former President Barack Obama. And I've heard of him. Former First Lady Michelle Obama. Yeah, her too. Have uh, signed a deal with Netflix. Oh. They are going to create content for Netflix. Okay. Uh, ranging from scripted and unscripted stories, possibly features. Uh, it's uh, it, the article doesn't really go into like how much content they're expected or how much money is on the table, but uh, they're going to be out there producing stuff that they describe as this is from a statement from Barack Obama himself. Uh, we hope to cultivate and curate the talented, inspiring, creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples and help them share their stories with the entire world. Uh, well, I got a pitch for you, Barack. <laughs> I yeah. Got, yeah. I got, I got some ideas. <laughs> got stories. I got some stories. About to empathy. Tell you. Well, anywho, um, if it were just that, this would not be a story that would be mentioned on. Uh, thank God I'm atheist. That's true. Because it's just... So, just I'm, yeah, I'm waiting yeah. for the... Where 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 could this possibly go? Yeah. Who could this possibly piss off? <laughs> oh, God. Um, the same people that anything Barack Obama does get pisses Ding, ding, off. ding, ding, ding. Well, now those same people are pissed at Netflix. And they're oh, calling yeah. for a boycott. Yeah. Uh, the, having seen no content whatsoever. Absolutely not. Uh, they, uh, Twitter was, uh, was uh, just lighting up with the hashtag, uh, boycott Netflix. That's come back now. Wow. I guess it's not the first time it's trended. Sure. And people are, uh, sharing Photoshopped versions of the company's logo that read things like cancel Netflix or no thanks. Right. Oh, okay. They, uh. But one listener, or one, one tweeter, uh huh, had this to say. I'll read the Bible instead. Great. <laughs> uh, you won't. By the way, P.S. That's absolutely one hundred percent not what you're going to do. <laughs> You've never read the Bible. You will continue not to read the Bible. You'll just talk about it. Well, this might be the thing that actually pushes. Daniel Quick to uh to to read the Bible. Guess what? I think he's so incensed. I believe it. He'll read I believe that he he'll read two th- chapters of Genesis gonna, and go, "Oh my god. What's on Netflix?" <laughs> he's going to he's going to start itching for the next season of The Crown or BoJack Horseman and he's going to reactivate his 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 Netflix account. Yeah. He's going he, what he's going to do is try a pure Flix account. Watch 15 minutes of that and be like, ah, Netflix. Pureflix Pure being a Christian alternative to. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pureflix being what the god awful movies boys get all of their content from. Uh, anyway, uh, me, uh, people in the industry are uh, not too concerned for Netflix. Uh, they have over 125 million members in 190 countries. And which I thought that I didn't know there were 100. I thought it was 180 something <laughs> countries, but Netflix is no, there no. in all of them. Here's the thing. Netflix has created countries just to have <laughs> more content in it. Well, they, they actually like spent more on like the crown than some countries have in sort of their annual operating budget. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, it's 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 absurd. 
Um, no, uh, net, boycotts don't work, right? The, they lose steam. Uh, the few people that do care about it end up moving on to something else soon enough. Um, here's a quote from a professor at NYU who specializes in media and social movements. Um, Netflix has little cause for concern, even if it proliferates the the boycott for a moment. Uh, we know from research uh, suggests that the opposition will remain within a narrow echo chamber. It will likely not spawn any significant action. It right. may make some noise, but very soon there will be another furor uh, that will grab the far right's attention. I just want to know what did you get a sense of what the objection was because it's Barack Obama. It's it's the Antichrist being given a big big deal I, yeah. to create content to sully and and spoil the minds of of people everywhere. Here's what's I'll say this uh it is a testament to how completely ineffectual the Democrat the Democratic Party of this country is that the boogeymen of the right are still Barack and Hillary. Like, they don't have any current... Those people are both completely irrelevant to our current political uh, climate. Right. And that's who they have to demonize. And they continue to talk about both of them. Yeah, I, it, 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 is, it is bizarre. Um, Trump does the same thing. Trump, yeah. Trump mentions both of them all the time. They don't have. I think that a current. Uh, they don't have a current like bad guy. They have to talk about those two. It's amazing. Well, well good. I guess somebody needs to start stepping up and leading our the liberal side of things over here. Yeah, and what I also love is that it's also a, a center two center left figures oh yeah they're not even they're it's, believe me guys we got far worse on our side than those two yeah like yeah <laughs> we can do way we can go with way more scary folk than two center left politicians who uh uh yeah i yeah, mean literally pro-business stance you can't and, get more basic more kind of milk toast than barack obama in terms of like how scary he was i know he was like the lightest touch liberal and not uh, just sort of barely left of center guy. Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, I mean, it, it speaks to the, uh, the racism rampant in the religious right. In the, this the, country. The, well, obviously there, yeah, there's racism and, and misogyny. Yeah. You know, like these two are as fucking scary to the right and 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 the most perfect emblems of the change that's happening in America. Right. Right. The, the Sorry folks, it's happened. Right. Right? Like we cannot turn back the clock. Like oh, they, these are who are going th th this is the kind of person that's going to continue to be elected to office in this country. They can try to turn back the clock. They're, they're on a very strict turn back the clock agenda. They are. I'm amazed that that isn't the literal slogan of, <laughs> the, of, of the, the religious right in America. 
Vote Republican. Turn back the clock. They say it all the time. You know, remember the, the halcyon days of the 50s? Remember? Make the, America great again. That yeah. is turn back the clock. That's turn back the clock. That yeah. is what they are saying. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, I, I will move on. Uh, I'm going to do uh, a this uh, Dateline, Oregon. Ah. Now, when you think of Oregon, I'm sure you think of religious conservative uh, <laughs> problems in the world or not because most of us think <laughs> of like like hippie communes and yeah and portland portlandia the type stuff well uh not all of oregon is the same what? and recently there was a huge shakeup at the uh in in the North Bend School District of Oregon, uh-huh. uh, where students at North Bend High School re- uh, blew the whistle on a whole bunch of anti-LGBT uh, and pro-religious nonsense going on. So fucking rampant was this anti-LGBT and and pro-religious stuff that the principal... And this, the 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 school cop were fired from this uh, from this school. That's a that's a strange combo. Yeah, the so, school cop. So the cop had infiltrated. <laughs> he was a right wing operative. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, so a couple of a couple of the students blew the whistle on this. Uh, two lesbians uh, live or or LGBT students, I should say, Liv Funk and Haley Smith. Hmm. Um, who who brought these problems to the attention of uh, their first to their counselor, um, but their counselor was uh, also in on it. Well, one worries, but mm-hmm. no, this counselor actually like put them in touch with oh uh, legal people who then like wrote letters to the school board. Um, there, yeah, and so and so eventually the ACLU got involved. And mm-hmm. uh, and a big lawsuit was threatened, and eventually the district superintendent, uh, the they basically um, had to fire the the principal, um, Bill Lucero, and the school research resource officer Jason Griggs. Uh, the accusations are things like uh, students were made to read the Bible as punishment. Well, that is punishment. It is punishment. That's and, actually a really good punishment. And also entirely illegal. Uh, oh, I don't know. Don't you? What, what are you going to be... What are they going to force you to read instead? Huckleberry Finn? <laughs> that would be fine. That would be okay. No law against that. No constitutional amendment against that. You don't want them enjoying what they're reading. Well, no. I mean... You can make them read a lot of stuff that aren't... I like reading as punishment. Yeah, just right? period. Just conceptually. As a, yeah, right? as like what, what better anti-intellectual <laughs> exercise could you have a school do yeah. as a punishment? Yeah, apparently. I mean, and here's the thing. I, for, for your and my generation, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel shocking that, that LGBT students were, uh, were bullied and threatened and... Uh, and you know, almost one story in one story, the principal's son almost ran 
these girls down in his car. Um, like, and then, and then sort of got away with it. But like, that's yeah, but what's different for in, our, our generation. Right. This should not be happening in today's society. No. Least of all in Oregon. But what's interesting about what is so drastically different between when we were growing up and in high school in the early 90s, right, hmm. is that, I mean, I don't know about your high school, but my high school, th- th- there there were like the kids who were bullied because people said they were gay, but these were not kids who were out. Right. And that the, 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 the dynamic is really, it's kind of crazy. Like kid, these kids are actually incredibly brave and being a little bit more, more open about who they are in their schools. Right. Well, increasingly, and then you just, have these assholes right. who are coming at them. They actually right. know legitimately who the target is now. Yeah. Whereas it was pretty, uh, uh, it, it, was, it was more, uh, what do you call it? Like a conjecture or yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, the reports I'm getting from high school kids these days, at mm-hmm. least around here, and I can't, you know, th- these are just anecdotal reports, but like gay kids are just a, sort of a normal thing now. Right. And if you're, you know, if there's a bully, he's going to pick on the gay kid for being gay and the drama kid for being drama. And, you know, the and he's just going to find something about a weaker kid to pick on. Right. And it's not even about homophobia so much as it is just about picking right. on the person. But this, these kids are getting like targeted and not just by other kids but like this the school police officer told one of them that she was going to hell oh jesus Christ. uh one of the one of the teachers uh a civics teacher civics teacher uh called her called one of them out in front of the whole class and said that same-sex marriage was pretty much the same thing as marrying a dog and then when that was reported Wow. To the principal, the principal basically just said that everybody had the right to their own opinion. <laughs> and then the next day, <laughs> the teacher gave an apology. The, the, the issue isn't the teacher's opinion. Right. Right. The, 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 the issue is the teacher publicly harangued these kids yeah. for who they were. Right. And said something that would base, that's there, that basically can incite hatred toward their students. Yeah. That's not having just having an opinion. Right. That's not what's wrong there. Right. No. And if the teacher had said the similar thing about interracial marriage, I don't think that principal would have been like, well, he's entitled to his opinion. That's not okay. Yeah. And then and then literally like the next day, the teacher apparently apologized. And then as the student walked away, said, don't go marrying your dog. So well done with your apology. Great asshole. apology, buddy. You really, you really can. You, you fucking suck. You nailed it. How, how's that? That teacher still has a job. Yeah, I think. The I think that. Still has, what's the teacher's name? Uh, I don't have that because that teacher needs to go. Yeah, I, I like. We need a. We need a tweet storm about that. I mean, it sounds like that. That that shits. That that is so fucking beyond the pale. Well, what an awful human being. To be up in front of kids, uh, working with them every day. Here's how you know things have gone really bad. When not only has the ACLU forced you to fire, like forced the the district's hand, because I mean they have the legal correct the correct legal high ground here. Mm-hmm. 
uh, to so they've they've gotten rid of the principal and, and this resource officer, but also the school has to work with the ACLU for to to create a training for these uh, uh, for the entire school. Because wow. of, because apparently they don't know their ass from their. Where whatever. is it's Oregon? Where uh, North Bend? Yeah, did you say yeah. Where is that? I've, I'm guessing it's the northern part of the Bend region. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Where is it in relation to South Bend? Yeah, I I think if you <laughs> if you imagine a map, and South Bend is about yay. Just look right above that. No, no. See, it's it, this is a fun fact. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Let's move on. Ironically, South Bend is north. Oh, Oregon of North Bend. They just have to do everything their way. <laughs> Okay, Dan. By well, the way, here's don't another write, state. Don't write into us. We really don't care about Oregon uh, geography. <laughs> Please don't write in. <laughs> That's not a topic we want to hear about. <laughs> don't waste your time. Uh, another state. Another school issue. Okay. This time it's Arizona. There are official state standards uh, that are being worked on right now. Yeah, uh, have omitted uh, or have removed evolution from the state curriculum. Okay, of course. Uh, and instances where so they've they've wherever evolution appeared, they've uh, replaced it with euphemisms like change over time. <laughs> uh, here, here's a whole list of things. <laughs> Uh, the original standards instructed students to, quote, gather and communicate evidence on how the process of natural selection provide, oh, good. provides so, an explanation of, of how new species can evolve. That was changed to providing oh. evidence on, quote, the processes by which a species may change over time in response to environmental conditions. And instead <laughs> of being expected to, quote, obtain evaluate and communicate evidence that describes how inherited traits in a population can lead to evolution. Students are now asked to discuss how they can lead to quote, biological diversity. Uh, so they're teaching evolution and desperately avoiding the words evolution and natural selection. Mm -hmm. um, evolution, uh, where the word has remained in the curriculum. Oh, God. Uh, they this isn't good. They always refer to it now as the theory of evolution. Right, of course. Because this is the right's attempt to undermine uh, the public's understanding right. of what ev that evolution is an established fact. Right. Uh, that it's, it's science a... uses this word theory in a way that's different than how we commonly use it right. in normal spoken English. Right. So. Because it is a theory, uh -huh. uh, you can't pronounce anything a fact that, uh, I mean, this, here's the thing, we can't, you know, we weren't, a, we weren't taking good notes back in the Paleolithic era or whatever. Right. So we, so we can just sort of have our, our best uh, determination based on the evidence that we have of what happened back then. Right. That's what makes it a theory, because we can't possibly, we can't possibly go back in time and a thousand percent sure approve, approve the thing. 
But we know that well, evolution yeah. by natural selection occurs, and it is the way that species uh, uh, adapt to their environment. Yeah, and observation after observation, test after test. It's falsifiability. This is, not a, is you know evolution as a concept is not the question no. that scientists are working on. No. <laughs> Nobody's still like trying to that figure is, out if evolution actually happens. Correct. That is we're, resolved we're, science. That is that's done. Right. Absolutely fucking done. And the Arizona school system, it, public school system, is uh, removing it from their standards. Uh, from uh, now, the one silver lining here, I suppose, is that Arizona is not Texas. Or California, their their right. standards are not going to change how textbook uh, publishers are writing their textbooks. Right, but they can change how their one million, I think, it said students are being taught mm -hmm. uh, from those from those books, and it will change the books that are available. To the science educators in uh, mm -hmm. in Arizona, and yep. so, so as school districts are making these decisions now, hopefully, I mean, any good science educator is is actually going to still teach what right. they know. Well, and, and but the problem is, find work the shitty ones are now not going to have the support materials that they need to 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 get through these lessons well if and you have the co the football coach who doesn't have a really strong background in science maybe right teaching the science one of the science classes uh fort gibson high school Oklahoma, <laughs> thank you um then uh you know he, he is going to need those those materials and that's that's the risk that this has well also it's basically it's giving uh sort of if that coach also happens to be a rabid Christian who doesn't who doesn't believe in evolution, exactly, it gives them cover to skip over it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yep, there's that one too. There you go. Also, hey, also Fort Gibson High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were raised in a utopia, my friend. Uh, I'm going back to our Pope, not our Pope, the Pope. There's only one. There's so two. He's our Pope. We've too. got we've got two popes. I hashtag not my pope. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is still Pope Francis, who was who was talking in Italy uh, to the for to Italy's bishops uh, in a conference and was concerned mm -hmm. and with good reason. Uh, apparently, the Catholic Church is quote hemorrhaging nuns and priests right now. Oh, um, that's, that's quite the conjures an image yes indeed um mostly in europe but the first world all over um basically the number of catholic priests worldwide declined by so according to the most recent numbers we have which i think are from 2015 oh okay uh the catholic priests declined by 136 worldwide now that doesn't sound like that much how many total priests are there uh Four hundred and fifteen thousand and six hundred and fifty six. Wow. Okay. Uh, so there are a lot. However, in Europe, the decrease was two. They lost twenty five hundred priests in a one year period from fourteen to fifteen. 
And that's just going to, and that looks like that trend's going to continue. Oh my God. They, what are they're, they, they're what are gaining they doing? a lot of, they're gaining. Is this priests. death? Is this well, old age? Or is this like priests actually saying, yeah, I'm done. Well, I, I, I'm pope, done with this whole thing. The Pope has his reasons. The Pope thinks that it's to do uh, with uh, cultural trends that, quote, that, that dissuade young people from making the commitments necessary. Cultural trends like... Uh, like being okay with having sex or something? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, basically, he said uh, demographic changes uh, and scandals in the church are, are leading them away. I personally demographic changes. What is he suggesting there? I'm not sure. Well, he, maybe is, he's suggesting he, that because that there's code. Is that Catholic, is that Pope speak for homosexuality being more sex uh, ac- accepted? Maybe. And so, since that was their greatest pool of talent, right? Exactly. Were repressed sec- uh, homosexuals. Yeah. Maybe uh, now those young uh, Catholic boys are just like. You know, yeah, peace I mean, out. I'm going to go have some fun over here. When being gay in society, what meant a lifetime of either pretending you're someone you're not or being uh, horribly treated for your whole life. Not j- so you. OK. Yes. Yes. Then you go to the priesthood. Yes. Then absolutely. You go to the priesthood because yeah. because nobody's going to ask you any questions. Because not not also not only is it a good place to just hide. It's also a respected position. Yeah. Right. So. The choice is take a, a role in the community that's that's central and respected or be a and not pariah. For nothing, not for nothing. Right? But be surrounded by other guys who are also gay. Like, I know. You know, it's like, I know. come on. But then there's also, but then, but yeah, now the choice is live a life of bore, boring celibacy mm-hmm. or be fabulous <laughs> and... Get out there and fuck everybody you can find, you know, like have a great time. Do you how you do you. Right. Um, I'm going to go with what's behind door number two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's huge. I think yeah. that, that is huge. But I also think, A, we know that in the first world, they're just hemorrhaging Catholics, not just Catholic priests, but they're just. Yeah. Belief is down. Yeah. Markedly. Um. And also, like, yeah, I think the scandal thing is real, but I mean, one one also wonders if maybe the whole, like, all of the scandals coming out means that the priest, those who might be attracted to the, no, I was going to say those, those who, who wanted a life of, of easy access of to altar boys, pedophilia are suddenly like, well, these guys are getting arrested now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Well, watch out. There's, they're going to find some other institute. If that's the theory, Dan. <laughs> that's the demographic. That's the change. That's the change. Uh, oh, anyway. God. I worry for the children of, of Europe with the now just free range pedophiles. At least they were. You knew where they were before. No, now they don't have the, the, the trusted access to the kids that they had uh, before. That's true. Um, there is a. Uh, there have been considerations. So. Pope Francis has talked in the past about viri probati, uh, which is a concept of like allowing married men uh, of proven faith to minister to people Mm. just as a way of like compensating for uh, like this is now rearing its head 
pretty strongly because in places like Brazil, which is a heavily Catholic yeah. co- country, they do not have enough priests. Why not fucking reform the clergy? It's and happening. allow for cel- for or uh, just. For married, for married priests. I think I think we're seeing the first possible stepping stone to that. I think it'll happen soon. <sighs> well, okay. But soon in Catholic terms could be like a hundred. Another years. thousand years, really. Yeah. I think a hundred. I think in the year twenty seven fifty two. Yeah. No, I think it'll be pretty soon. The five remaining Catholics decide <laughs> to allow one of them to I mean, obviously the Curia is gonna kill this pope before he actually puts it into practice so it'll be like four popes down the line hello conspiracy theorist (laughs) hey i've read my damn brown i know what's (laughs) happening in the world well anyway if you also know what's happening in the world and you'd like to tell us about it please feel free to do so yeah you can write into us podcast at thank god i'm atheist.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 that's right go to the facebook page facebook.com slash tgi atheist and while you're on facebook search for the tgia members only lounge and request to join it is a closed group that's what keeps the conversation civil it's moderated and uh yeah join up it's it's we'll, awesome we'll let you in hey dan yes uh we've uh from time to time we like to check in with jim baker oh of uh the, the, that old ptl you mean Ministries, the, uh, praise the Lord. Do, do, you, do you mean the food purveyor, Jim Baker? <laughs> Fine foods. The purveyor of, from his own, uh, by his own estimation, the most delicious food you will ever eat in your life. Because it's, it's, it's faith food. The, the best food from a bucket that you'll get outside of KFC. Yeah. Well, anyway, he has... He's not uh, talking about food here, though. No, uh, he's, he's really, he's very confident that he knows something. About a threat, an imminent threat. Well, he and his buddy to... are both just, they know for a fact <laughs> what they're about to say. What they're about to say. Yeah. All right, let's listen in. Okay, how can we do this to a president? How can we put him on trial when there's no sign of a crime? How can, what because is going we're, on? Because we're failing. We're failing in our responsibility. Our responsibility is that we're supposed to watch the back of the man that God put in, in the White House. Not run for the hills, okay? So we watch his back. That might mean voting. It may be praying and fasting. It's showing up there, law-abiding, peaceful. We watch the man's back, but not only that, we watch his back as he drives every scoundrel, skunk, thief, deceiver, two-faced liar, with all the credentials and all the three-letter word whatevers, you know what I'm talking about. This is our man. We right. got to watch his back. He's not Superman. He's a mortal man. They want to kill him. In the book Trumpocalypse, I was interviewing um, a, a well-known pastor. You know him. Everybody here would know him. And this well-known pastor had just been in the White House with Trump, and he had met a very high-level uh, Republican leader who had been there for 35 years and been very respected. And this high-level Republican leader took the pastor aside and said to him, secretly, privately, he said, you understand that the deep state is planning on taking out Trump. 
And the, the pastor said, well, what do you mean by taking him out? I, and the Republican leader said, I mean, like, in, in, in taking it out, I mean, like, in killing or assassinating. So we have the whole transcription here. And then... In the book? In the book. In fact, this was so weird. There's so many miracles See, with See, I've book. been saying for months on the air, there's, right. a, there, there's probably a hundred hit men been hired to kill Trump. Right. Or more. Right. Of course. It, it's, I know this in the spirit. Hey, uh, me too. They, he's so hated right. that they want him dead. He knows it in the spirit. <sighs> That's better than real life. Yeah. That's more factual than facts when you know something in the spirit. It's always good just to feel your facts. Yeah. You should. That's. Yeah. Basically, if your imaginary friend tells you that it's true, uh, that's truer than true things. If that broken part in your brain. <laughs> also, <laughs> here's another firing. here's another thing that people should look out for. When someone tells you that an unnamed somebody went and met with an unnamed other somebody, and both of them are very important somebodies, I assure you, you can you you know that that's a true story <laughs> that really happened and that is very certainly uh, uh about like if if it, if that story's meant to scare you get scared yeah <laughs> unbelievable oh uh, man like, that is the 100 least effective hitmen of all time <laughs> where are these hitmen somebody so, somebody give them some lessons or something Dan, that's. Not, I'm not calling for the murder of the president of the United States. I'm not calling for that. I'm not not calling for it, but I'm not calling for it. Okay, you're on your own with that one. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying I wouldn't mind. I'm just saying it wouldn't. It wouldn't really. It would be bad, but I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I'd be mad that someone tried to kill the president of the United States. In respect, out of respect for the office, but if that guy were gone, I wouldn't be heartbroken. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm also well, saying, there's no worry because he travels around in a uh, like an armor. He's in an armored vehicle. That limousine yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, it, the, the limousine arrived under Obama's watch, but it is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, that thing is like. First of all. Like, yeah, there are semi-trucks carrying loads of, like, metals and stuff that are that way less than that limit. Yeah, yeah. But also, you know, and it, it can't be that hard to kill. All you need is a, a membership to Mar-a-Lago, and then you've got him. Just saying. <laughs> All right, well, Dan's in the deep end. No, I'm not. With, I, uh, I, I would like to repeat that I am not calling for the murder of the president of the United States. I am decidedly. It just sounds so insincere. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I do not uh, call for that at all. I await it gleefully and do not call for it. Oh, Daniel, son. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, hey, uh, we have some folks. Contact us. Oh, uh, yeah. We should probably that's uh, give that's totally true. Uh, give some moments too. Um, yeah. Alice Dare uh, wrote into us. Now you and I uh, last week went into uh, a bit of a rant about what our star rating on <laughs> iTunes uh, because we had we had dropped half a, a star. 
And that's unacceptable. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you came through for us. Yeah, actually. Uh, I want I want to thank you all. Um, we haven't yet quite hit our thousand ratings goal. Right. So uh, if you haven't given us your uh, five-star five rating, mm-hmm. please, uh, we, we still encourage you to do so. We're, we're now at... N- as of the time of this recording, we're at 926. Oh, so we're ri- we're right there. Uh, if, if just a That's, few more of you do it, yeah, we'll be we'll be just, over a thousand. Yeah. So if uh, if you were thinking about it, just just go and do it. Let us hit a a thousand because at this point we also want some good insurance against uh, the ding dongs who come along and, and occasionally uh, give us a. a, a a nasty review without even listening to the show. Right. And so. just as a reminder, I do have to remind everyone uh, that your penchant for honesty is laudable, but don't fucking give us a four-star review. <laughs> if you like us more than more than just a little bit, you give the five stars. Right. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> that said, <laughs> Alistair... Uh, in Canada wrote to us and said, Frank and Dan, many thanks for your hard work and funny work. I was laughing, laughing my ass off uh, at your podcast today about the reviews. Need- needless to say, I gave you a five-star rating many moons ago, but uh, at the time, I did point out that TGIA is to some an offensive title. Uh, I'd emailed to say that while you... Uh, thank God I'm atheist. Yeah, thank yeah. God I'm atheist. Uh, I'd emailed to say that while... You say that you are non-offensive and gentler, the gentler side of atheist podcasting. Your title says different. I'm amazed it took so long for, Christian, for, for a Christian snowflake to catch up with my comment. But please don't change for anyone. Five-star love to both of you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a joke. The title's a joke. Yeah. We just made, you know, so if people can't handle it, then yeah. that's their thing. Our, our, our thanks go out to Louis Brunel for... He's the one who's most credited with the right with the line. It's true. It's true. Um, anyway, give us five star review. Uh, <laughs> we we did get an unsigned email that just uh, corrected one thing. You had we had talked a little bit about timelines. Uh, we didn't get it exactly right. Ugh. So uh, so thanks to our our anonymous listener who let us know that Stonewall was in 69, and the Summer of Love in San Francisco was in 67. Thanks. Great. (laughs) Corrected. Uh, We have a voicemail, do we not? We do. Um, This is uh, uh, a a listener with uh, a little bit of a story, and I, I just, I liked it. Great. Hey, guys, this is Nula calling from California. Love the podcast. Actually, how I found you guys is actually kind of a funny story. <laughs> um, I actually tuned into your guys' podcast after my aunt died. Bizarre stuff at her funeral. Um, apparently, at my church, we do like a we do like a um, funeral chant, and apparently, instead of doing that, out of so many funerals I've been to, they, everyone started chanting "Christ is risen." Like, straight up, like for, I'd probably say 20 minutes, they're chanting, Christ is risen. And I don't know, my faith literally, like, shifted. And (laughs) on the way home, I was, like, browsing through podcasts, and I found you guys, and I started listening to you guys, and it totally just made my food. Um, 
much better. I wanted to thank you guys. I've been tuning in ever since, and I've been to more funerals after her death, and they still chant Christ is risen, which is kind of scary. So I just want to say hi and, you know, explain my short story to the point. All right. See you guys. Bye. Yeah, that sounds like a scary funeral. Oh, my God. Chanting for 20 minutes. Yeah, not Ooh. nothing related to the person that you've just lost. Right. The person for whom you are grieving. No, just some about Jesus. The correct chant is his name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <gasps> I get it now. In death, we have names. <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrifying, and uh, it would make me not want to go to funerals anymore, which I already don't want to go to. Yeah. That's rough. Holy cow. That's I want to know what uh, denomination this uh, this little group is. Yeah. Because the funeral chant thing, that's... Gross. I've never, I've never encountered that. It's like, it's like if all the worst parts of Zen Buddhism invaded Christianity, <laughs> suddenly you have, like, He's chanting. Risen. Risen. Oh, God. He's oh, my God. Risen. I would hate it so much. Bing, I mean, bing, 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 bing. I hate religious funerals anyway. Oh, like, God. funerals are bad because you're there and you're dealing with the death of someone that you loved. Mm -hmm. And then religious funerals are worse because religious people suck at death. And then <laughs> you get <laughs> chanting? Ugh, that's probably worse than, well, that's probably equivalent to a Mormon funeral. Because Mormon uh, funerals don't have chanting, but uh, Mormon funerals have droning. Oh my god, it's just <laughs> but more droning on. It's drivel. It you get to go to like boring Mormon church. Only this time it's vaguely about your loved person. Not really, but only it's vaguely. about that person for you. It ain't for the speakers. Well, they they usually mention them. Uh, the the name gets mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So. There's, you know, there's a sense that it's about them, but mostly it's about Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, right. uh, but we, we have some people to thank, Dan. Oh, let's do that. Probably, I, want, I want to thank them. Uh, you know, last, they're my favorite people. The, these are, these are awesome people. Uh, they, these are folks who uh, went to Patreon uh -huh. and uh, joined up on our, uh, our, our campaign. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, we're trying to... Uh, uh, keep the show funded yeah and uh and so uh this is uh we're, we're incredibly thankful to these folks so we have two new faithful listeners yes uh holly and Teresa. so thank you guys oh my gosh and then uh we have one new um venerable okay listener uh krista uh, you so thank you, thank you so guys. much uh for for doing this basically uh these people, mm -hmm. as well as being just sort of the best people on the earth, uh, and it's <laughs> nice to be good. It's nice to be one of the best people mm -hmm, on the earth. Mm -hmm. But they are going to get ac uh, access to bonus content. Some uh -huh. of them, uh, they get uh, an ad-free version of the show mm -hmm. every week. And uh, and what else? And they're just great. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, depending on the level, there's... Uh, there's uh, different ways that we have to uh to, to, to thank you for things. and to show our gratitude but so. the, i mean the main thing is that they're also like sort of participating and keeping the show alive if you like the show give us some money 
go, go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support tab, and uh, and help us out a little bit. It's yeah. much appreciated. And we have one more person to thank. We have somebody else to thank. That's true, Dan. Um, our top donor, uh, who we like to refer to as our Lord and Savior. Yeah, forever may um, she wave. And she has been uh, our top donor now for quite a while. Uh, yeah, hasn't been unseated. She, I know there was there was a bit of a, a of a of a savior war for a minute, yeah. and then uh, everyone else just gave up and decided that yes, our Lord and Savior is in fact Angela. <laughs> uh, but you're all uh, our favorite people, so God Absolutely. bless you, and uh, may may you live in joy and happiness. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost and the Mother and the Daughter and the things. Amen. Bye. Hey, Dan. Yeah. We have something to talk about. We do. Uh, you, you've heard of this Mormon church Blech. that you and I sometimes Blech. talk about and that we were once affiliated with. Not so much by choice. No, against our will, <laughs> uh, largely. <laughs> you can't grant consent when you're eight. <laughs> uh, but we were affiliated with them. Uh, and basically, they haven't always been the super best organization in the world uh are they the super best no never by haven't always i mean also have never <laughs> they've been just the really truly never they've never, they've never been great on never once been the super best organization everything yeah they've been off on many things always they'll they'll occasionally do some humanitarian stuff that's nice oh they do some good stuff that's i i will give them credit for some good stuff and it ends there and then we're done. Right? <laughs> they give, they, they have some food that they give in times of crisis. Yeah, they do some cool things for people sometimes. And it ends there. Okay. That's it, Dan. The rest of it is horrible. I, I'm not sure I'm going to go all the way to there. No, no, no. It's all... Okay. But let me explain. <laughs> but, but let's... Okay, let's do a quick, a really quick roundup uh, uh-huh. for those of you who aren't aware of the church and race. Because race has been mm. an issue since the inception of this church. Yeah. Uh, they, they, when they first started out, Joseph Smith, the original uh, founder of the church. The original cult leader. Was kind of, like, especially for the time, a little kind of cool on race. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, That's you know, actually true. He kind of, he kind of, he had a couple of... Uh, African-American members that he, I mean, he gave the priesthood to a couple guys, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, he was actually kind like, for the time, kind of cool. However, not so much his book that he put out. Yeah. The book that he put out was the fucking worst. It's, yeah. The um, whole message. It perpetuated it's an a, idea that he did not invent. Message, actually. He did not invent this idea. This was right. actually a fairly common idea around this time that darker skin was a marker that God gave people mm-hmm. for worser person. 
Right. Or but, descendant of worser people, but like the, the effect is the same. He got into that pool and really splashed about, though. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he had a grand old time. He got up on the slide. He slid in. <laughs> oh, yeah. He got the rings and threw them. He turned and, on, like, he turned on the to, bubbles. He like, had swim around underwater and pick them all up. Oh, he had so much fun with it. Uh, he <laughs> loved the, it. Those noodles. Oh, yeah. The, 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 that you smack people. He had some of those. Frank is enjoying his metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so but the, the he, one of the big stories that that's just woven through the whole Book of Mormon is, is the the two warring nations, right. the Lamanites and the Nephites. And, and the Lamanites had dark skin because they were wicked and rejected God. Right. And the the Nephites in the original language described as white and delightsome. And lest you think that that's like sort of just an interpretation or something. No, no, no. They're descended from the same single man. Yeah. They're all descendants of Lehi. And then, like, literally, the, the, his kids, uh-huh. one generation removed from Lehi. Nephi. You get one guy. one tribe. Stays white and pretty. Uh-huh. And then his two bad brothers, Laman and Lemuel, become dark and and evil it's that clear cut yeah that's the that is the underlying premise of the whole fucking religion and then later in the book when the lamanites got good for a minute uh they become fair yeah yeah (laughs) just in case you were wondering how this fucking works and people in the lds church believed for a long time that a uh, and, the, you know, other th- theologies sort of sprung up around around this. So mm-hmm. Brigham Young, the second second president and prophet of the church, said things like uh, that black and brown people were less valiant in the war in heaven in mm-hmm. pre-existence. pre-existence yeah. Um, so that's why they were cursed. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit of a problem when you're like, yes, if we're all God's children, why are half of us, why are a whole bunch of us automatically, automatically evil? Right. And, you know, why you, they're born that way. How can they help that? Right. Um, anyway, this has been a problem that has plagued this church uh, to this day. They didn't, uh, you know, they stopped um, ordaining black men to the priesthood. Uh, <laughs> they wouldn't allow black people to go in through the temple. Yes. There was a whole thing. And then in like a little late in the game, fellas, uh, in the late 70s, yeah. they finally like cha- reversed those uh, policies, mm-hmm. which they now claim were never official policies. They just didn't do it. Right. They, fuck it, you. Right. Yeah. That's a big fuck you. Yeah. Um, and even into the 80s, you were you were hearing stories about like. Like Native American kids who were put into white households oh, and taught Mormonism, and uh-huh. their skins got visibly lighter as yeah. this happened or whatever. Oh my God! Yeah, no, the it, it they had a real problem with the, race. The history of overt racism is undeniable and horrific, and needs to be continually stated and. Uh, I, I, yeah, if you have a Mormon in your life, please make sure that they hear this message. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. 
Yeah. Anywho, uh, so the the LDS <laughs> Church advice. every now and then makes an effort to try and uh, right some of the wrongs of the past. Mm, do they? Sorry, I'll change that. Makes an effort to appear to be trying to right some of the wrongs of the past, or at least appear to be making inroads, or appear. They they make they, appearances. Wait, yeah, they they, they there's they a great on a attempt to whitewash, so to speak, <laughs> right. their racist past. And that's the word. Yeah. That's the word. Whitewashing is great. Uh these one of these attempts was that LDS church leaders recently met up with uh with NAACP representatives. Mm. So that's great that they met with these people. Uh not it's not much of a thing. Okay. To meet with people, right? It doesn't necess- if it doesn't lead to actual changes uh, in anything. But then suddenly, just in advance of this, <laughs> a website uh, called the Mormon Newsroom uh-huh. releases a, thi- a a thing a, a post that says the LDS Church has apologized for their history of racism. Oh my God! It's a big deal. They've never done it before. Mm. They really so the 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 world of Mormonism is shook. Yeah, it goes viral. Yeah, and then very quickly, and Mormon people of color are literally rejoicing. Mm-hmm. And then they, they find they finally got their apology. Finally, it's never happened. Right, and then it comes out. Oh wait, Mormon newsroom. That's a satire website. That's mm-hmm. not a real website. It was made to look exactly like the LDS dot, uh, dot org dot org website, right? Yeah. Uh, so, oopsie doodle, it was a joke. Now, that's not a very good joke. No. That's not it, even satire, technically. Mm. It's just... they just, it, But here's the thing. Uh, it put the Mormon church into a very interesting position, which is to say they had to deny that they had offered an apology for their horrible, horrible racism. It was uh, check and mate. It was kind of amazing. (laughs) Um, Some, and like, yeah, it, again, Mormon people of color, which it's, Every time I say it, it shakes me that there exists Mormon people of color, but there they are. Yeah. Uh, just like there are Mormon, there are gay Mormons too. I keep going. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's their, it's, but everybody's, it's their call. Everybody's got to do their, their thing. Call. Everybody's got to do their yeah. thing. Um, but like, for instance, there's a Facebook page uh, called Sisters in Zion. Oh, that's, okay. uh, uh, I think it's black women who are uh, LDS. Okay. And one of them po- posted a, a Facebook Live video, and I watched some of it. It was like half an hour long. I wasn't going to watch the whole thing, but I watched a bunch of it. She was literally like, she said, when she read this apology, she was just in tears. Mm. She felt so good about it. Mm. And then when she found out that it wasn't true, like, uh, she was devastated. Yeah. Literally, like... The entire community of color within the LDS church breathed a sigh of relief and joyfulness and then got slapped back into reality pretty hard. 
Boy, that's a tough one. So now this is an opportunity, right, for the LDS Church? They suddenly have a, a moment where they could say, you know what? We do apologize. Yeah. We haven't said it, but that here's... wrong of us. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. We see this, you know, we hear that our, from our, our, our members of color that we have hurt them, and we've never made the appropriate amends. Thank you to this website for pointing it out to us. Here's our apology. Yeah. I would like to unpin the thing I pinned at the beginning of the show. Right. That's what you do. Yeah. That, that, that's what people of good conscience do. Yeah. You, you admit to your failure, you, you admit your failures and you try to make it right. Right. You, it's, it, you can't just try to make it right. Nope. Yeah. And, and, and they, they seem to be trying to, uh, save some face here. Uh, you know, the, the church actually has a, more or less stated policy, thanks to Dallin H. Oaks uh, a couple years ago, who publicly stated over the pulpit, I believe, uh, that the that the Mormon Church does not. We do not apologize. Yeah, we we. And I love that he says that we are a forward-looking organization. Yeah, exactly. And it's like oh, oh, you guys are so forward-looking. Yeah, exactly. You know, but like you may be looking. But you're not doing. <laughs> we're, yeah. a, we're a forward-looking and backward-moving organization. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so, like, that... I, I've said it before. I'm, I'll say it again. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know? I'm sorry. Like, who the fuck are you? You you think you're... A re, that you're religious leaders? That you're... That, like... That you're righteous? Fuck you. Yeah. That's not what good people do. That's not what good organizations do. Dig in your heels. Never admit when you're wrong. Yeah. Like, well, they, in fairness to them, if one can be fair to them, they are in a bit of a pickle. Because a lot of the shit that, they're, that, they, would, that they need to apologize for was spoken by people that they considered prophets of the Lord speaking on behalf of the Lord. So when they apologize, that means that they have to apologize for one of their prophets mm -hmm. being wrong. And they don't want to admit that their prophets were ever wrong. And it will be the end of them. It's going to, it will be their yeah. undoing their inability to, to make modernity work with 19th century and pretty shitty 19th century ideas. Like they, I love that they always talk about, well, no, the, their, their racism was just a product of their time. And now there were also abolitionists at this time. There were also people of good yeah. conscience yeah. who were fighting against slavery. Yeah. People like, who, no, 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 no. The product of the time was the ending of slavery. Yeah. You fuckers. Yeah. You, they were a product of regressive thought. Yes. So like when, abolitionism was a big deal and it came time for the mormons in utah to decide where they fell on that question yeah they made utah a slave territory yes so yeah you're a little behind the time there kiddos yeah as they always are 
The uh, the Dallin Oaks Dallin Oaks is in the first presidency of the church. Uh, mm-hmm. He is not the prophet, um, but it seems to be like you know the scene in uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy where there's the 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 bad there, whether there's like the, the evil king and he's and he's like all withered and stuff, and then there's the really evil guy who's whispering in his ear the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's who Dallin Oaks is. He's the evil guy whispering into the king's ear. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, here's the actual quote that he said. Okay. Uh, he said, we sometimes look back on issues and say, maybe that was counterproductive for what we wish to achieve. Oh, good God. But we look forward and not backward. So, uh, fuck you, Dallin Oaks. There you go. Uh, if you know a member of the church of color especially well no the leave church of color leave them alone i don't they, they've got some some thinking yeah, no, of their own to yeah, do yeah they they can do their own thing but if but like the church needs to uh confront its its shit or yes. fucking not let him let them implode i don't care yeah i i Let's, my impulse that they need to reform has long since fled yeah yeah like i want them to continue to except for the harm that they do i mean that's why my impulse yeah. is please reform right because it's they do harm to people yeah right people of color but, gay gay people like they constantly are, yeah. are they're hurting people but the bigger picture like the the better end to this whole thing is that they fucking fall apart and become mm-hmm. even more uh fringe and weird yeah and and, uh, and then irrelevant and then and, gone and then gone and then we have this uh you know big castle looking thing downtown that can be turned into i don't know maybe a nightclub or something a theme bnb <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right kids uh hey if you guys want to uh write into us you can podcast at thank god or you could call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. That's right. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. Uh, it's a fantastic group of people, um, vibrant, lively discussion, mm-hmm. and it's moderated. It keeps it civil. And, uh, and of course, uh, you'd be welcomed with open arms. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all, all of her fine work on the Facebook page. And thanks to Sarah, Amy and Danny for being, uh, such amazing moderators on the members only lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. Yep. Uh, And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it when you do. Bye-bye.